Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. Your hosts, Marika and Marek, who went from nothing to multimillionaires in their early 30s, will show you how you can invest more, earn more, and live more. How you can go from zero to a multimillionaire through strategizing, diversifying, and increasing your earning potential. Invest more, earn more, live more. So, welcome to Investing and Living podcast. And with me today is David Durandi, great friend and uh, lovely to have you, David. Um, how are you and what you've been up to so far? Hi, Marek. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me on the podcast. I always love watching what you're doing and uh, I absolutely love all the investing you're doing in property and everything. And so I love keeping a good eye on everything you're doing. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I really respect what, you, what you're doing in your space at the moment and how you're leading in that way. Um, yeah, everything's going well on my end, thank you. And uh, right now, I mean, I'm all about uh, the stocks, I'm all about Forex, I'm all about cryptocurrencies, really. And I'm sure we're going to dive a bit more into that. Great, thank you, thank you. Um, so, obviously, for the listeners, we can hear the accent. Uh, you're not from Britain. Um, (laughs) Could you tell us a little bit about you, your beginning, you know, uh, your bio, where you come from, how you ended up in UK, and then we're going to dive dive into investment parts of the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, my dad is Italian and he moved down to South Africa, met my mom, had, and then I was born in South Africa. And, uh, and then my parents 20 years later decided to pack up and then head back to the UK or moved back to Europe. And so they left me in South Africa. I finished my degree there and then decided, okay, I'm packing up shop and I'm, I'm moving over to, the, to Europe as well because South Africa wasn't really in a very good direction at the time. So I decided, let's, let's, go, to, let's go to Europe. And, and so I packed one suitcase with clothes, had no money, nothing, uh, and literally just made my way to the UK and, uh, and, and then started my life basically all over with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. We've married 11 years, got three kids, uh, and very blessed. So, uh, yeah, we, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great time. We had a great time in the UK. Great, great. And uh, what did you do first uh, when you came to UK? Well, was you investing already? I know you are a very wealthy individual because I know you personally and um, very proud to know you. But what did you start it as? Uh, did you work for a corporate job or restaurant? Because, you know, not many people just start investing straight away coming into UK. Yeah. Well, I, I have to be honest, I started right at rock, rock bottom. Uh, in fact, I was probably on like government benefits when I first arrived. And it was a really, really tough time for, for a full year because I was such a motivated individual. And uh, my degree didn't really give me any options in, in, the, in the current climate because I landed in the UK in 2008, right in the middle of the recession. And everything just collapsed. So I couldn't find a work anywhere. It was really difficult. And then um, I started just doing delivery jobs. I did security jobs. I did anything that came my way. And then a long story short, uh, I literally prayed my way out of that. And, and then a door opened for me in, in working in project environments. So then I started working in large infrastructure projects in rail. Uh, very quickly got my uh, qualification in, in project management and then uh, left and, uh, the consulting realm at the time which I was just basically doing an assistant project manager role. It's very, very uh, low on the food chain. And then decided to uh, go contract on my own, and which was a big step. And everybody told me, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. And I just said, I don't believe you. Like, shut up. I'm not, I'm not listening to you. And, and it was literally, it was, it was just a mindset shift. I realized that actually contracting was no different to, to being an employee. Um, it was just a mindset shift and I was driven enough to, to make that step very early. So I had two years in working in a job like that, like in a job like that. And then all of a sudden I uh, took my first contracting role and tripled my salary instantly. And then from there, I doubled my salary again on my second contract that I took. And then I went through a little bit of volatility where a couple of contracts up and down and then doubled my uh, contract rate again. So um, yeah, I was, I was earning in the, in the high hundreds um, a day, you know, on my, uh, just doing contracting. And then obviously with money came options and you started to, you know, look at investing, started to find that I was really good at 
uh, Forex. I found that I was really good at charting and looking at different, um, you know, different instruments and different across different platforms. And that's when I started to think, okay, I've got to start diversifying my, my cash and then uh, I thought using it, you know, so I bought a property at the time, which can you imagine with three kids, um, I've, I've done multiple qualifications in, in eight years, et cetera. And then, and I came in with absolutely nothing and was in already in a multiple six figure, um, you know, job making lots of money and then being able to buy a house. And it's just amazing. You know, um, I was actually featured recently in CBS, NBC and Fox on, uh, on this very story, just talking about the mindset, you know, having the right mindset when it comes to um, life in general and just how you approach life with your mindset means the, means the world. I completely agree. Completely agree with this. And um, so talking about mindset, uh, what, how can someone, you know, any individual train the mindset or did you read any books? Did you go to any trainings or how, how did you shift your mindset from, from the employee to now employer? Well, the first thing you've got to realize is that no one is going to come to your rescue. The government will not come to your rescue. No one will come to your rescue. And if you know that if you don't work, you die. If you live with that mindset, then everything opens up to you because you're number one, you'll work harder than anyone else around you. Uh, number two, you're hungry for information because you know that if I don't get that information, it means I'm not going to eat. So if you have that mindset, you're just so much more driven to, you know, to get results. Whereas other people know, uh, if I, if I lose my job, I'm just going to go into benefits or I'm just going to go and, you know, coast in life and, or my parents will pick that, pick up the bill or this will happen or that will happen. I've got all these safety nets and that's really the mindset needs to be, I've got no one to support me, no one to help me. And I've got to make it on my own. And when that, when that mindset is truly in somebody, I believe that that's, that is ultimately what shifts you from a, a, just being a consumer to a producer. And that, that action starts to, to come out of you naturally, as opposed to, you know, I don't think you can indoctrinate yourself to get to that point. You have to just realize that no one's going to come to your rescue. No one's going to make you rich. Nobody woke up one day and said, what the hell? I've got a million dollars in my bank account. Or, you know, how did that happen? Nobody wakes up rich. You know, people wake up poor. And you got to realize that unless you work, unless you have the mindset to shift and to be the best in your environment, then, you know, your gift will always bring you before Kings. I believe that. I really believe that, you know, and, and um, I think the, the biggest thing that I've learned in this whole process is I, because I've had to fight and survive in, in my mind was in a fighting and survival mode. Mm. I've now with, when you have money, you actually have options. And now you have to shift to realizing that you as an individual can only make so much. And now you need to rely on other people to invest into you to be able to take you to the next level. So uh, that's currently where I'm at. I'm attracting a lot of investment for Forex stocks and cryptocurrencies. And, and so I now use and I leverage other people's money, not my own money, because I don't want to risk my money. So I risk other people's money, obviously, but they backed by skill and experience and, uh, and results, obviously. Okay, great. But coming back to mindset, you said no one is going to rescue you. You have to survive. You have to live and thrive. But you know all the all the guys that I interviewed, they were very wealthy. They multimillionaires. I haven't had any billionaire yet. Hopefully, I will. But you know, people will say, okay, no one, no one is born poor, and no one is born rich. Sorry, but you know, you can you can get a good good uh, job and not be poor. But you've taken it to the next level. You you over delivered. And what what made made that change? You know, I mean. I know from experience that in order to take it to the next level, you, you have to improve yourself. You have to become a millionaire mindset. It's not just about having the million in the account or few millions. You have to become the multimillionaire mindset. So what shifts you from the normal corporate job to that multimillionaire, you know, corporation jobs? That's a, that's a great, that's a great question. I think the world the world on the inside of you is the world that you reproduce on the outside of you. And you kind of said it in, in your own words there for a moment, but it's the world that you create on the inside is the world you create on the outside. So your business is just an extension of you. 
So if you don't invest in yourself, if you don't develop yourself, if you don't think that you are something, you don't have value yourself, then you, if you don't value yourself, you never invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, you never go any further in life. So yeah, the mindset is you have to become somebody who consumes information because everything in life is about building on a, on a platform of what somebody else knows. And so the, the faster you get the information, the faster you become the leader because information makes, makes you the leader in the room. You know? And many times when I would go into meetings or I'd go into job interviews or something, and I'd sit in front of entire panels of people and I would, get, I would score five out of five on every single person in, in interviews. And, uh, and, and it wasn't because I was necessarily the smartest person in the room or had the most qualifications or anything, but it was just the the ability to answer the questions with information, because as soon as you answer in, with an informed uh, you know, answer, it puts everyone on the back foot and makes you the leader. So now you can start to dictate the conversation. And if you don't have enough information, if you're not educating yourself, loving yourself, valuing yourself, exercising, health, everything, all in, the, all in one, then you're devaluing yourself. You can't say, I'm, I value myself, but then you don't invest in yourself. So it's uh, one of those things. And I think that that mindset then shifts you and says, well, no, I should be attracting millions. I should be attracting um, large amounts of investment. I should be. That, that should be coming to me. And then it's all of a sudden the reticular activating system in your mind is now activated to actually look for the opportunities. And wow. that's the, you know, it's like you see Sally walking down the road. Uh, it, it, Sally that walks down the road every day at the same time past you at 7 a.m. in the morning, she walks past you on the road, but you never notice her. Then one day something happens and you, her car gets broken into her and you help her. And then all of a sudden you say, hey, my name is Marek. My name is David. Uh, uh, what's your name? And she says, my name's Sally. Now, every single day when you walk down that road, all of a sudden you recognize Sally. How does that happen? And that's called the reticular activating system in your brain. Now, your brain is actually trained to look for opportunities when you invest in yourself. So if you believe that I'm supposed to be wealthy, I'm supposed to attract investment, I'm supposed to attract new things, then if you believe that, if you really know that inside of your mind, that how valuable you are, then what will happen is when you're in the marketplace or when you're in the business realm or when you're in this thing, all of a sudden you, you notice the right opportunities, that, but you would not have noticed them before. You would not have recognized them because you, you didn't have the mindset to, to catch those opportunities. So it, it does come down to developing your mind, and then your mind starts to look for the opportunities. Great, great. Let's change the topic a bit. So let's move on from mindset. Um, you're now investing in crypto, forex, stock, but you, you've not always been investing in it, have you? you? Because I know you're from property journey. And yes. do you invest in properties, gold, silver as well, or are you now completely doing the trading? I know you are super, super super intelligent in, in tra trading and you're my guy to, to, to go and ask questions. But is that only what you do or, or have, you, have you tried something else? Was it, was it a um, failure or complete success? Um, it's only for the listeners to know that, you know, you have to try an error with everything. Everybody has to answer this question. If you can answer this question, I believe you can find your direction. And this is the way I found my directions. Your question is a great question because I started out in property developments myself. I was obviously doing a bit of consulting work in large infrastructure projects in London. But then I decided well, what I was going to do is I was going to start my own property portfolio. And uh, you know that because you helped us as well with buying two properties up north. And, uh, and then we uh, got to a point where there was so much, so much that you had to overcome in that space that I asked myself this question, what do I believe is true? Mm. And then I said to myself, you know what? I believe the future is digital. And then from that decision, I sold the two properties up north and decided I'm actually not going to go into property development anymore. Um, I believe that the future is digital. And so I'm going to completely invest my time in things that are digital. Because number one, I believe that, well, most digital uh, businesses that I've started, uh, digital agencies, I've, I've started ISA agencies, I've started all kinds of different um, online businesses. And of all of them, they almost require zero startup cost, very zero to little. So anybody off the street could start this business type of business. 
um, from, from nothing. And so I realized, okay, this is obviously the right thing because I'm taking cash instantly from somebody. They're giving me two, three thousand dollars or pounds per per transaction, and I'm literally just able to, you know, accelerate very fast without having to, you know, on a property I would have to wait an entire year to make three grand, whereas, uh, you know, in this I take three grand upfront, and I don't, and I don't have any startup costs. I have nothing. And so um, I knew that I needed to to invest in in that area for myself because I believe that was the future, and then obviously it snowballed from there and and then went into uh, markets. Now obviously I've been in the stock markets, I've been in forex uh, for about five to six years, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're in it every single day, six, seven, eight hours a day, it's you're not at the same level as somebody who just yeah. plays with the charts, you know, even for twenty years. So, you know, you're, you're um, assessing the markets and looking at and doing all your analysis, your fundamentals, your technical analysis, all these different types of things. You, you know, you're factoring in a lot when it comes to um, the market. So that's what shifted for me. That I was in property. I was in other types of investments and then just decided I'm going digital. And from there, I've just uh, stayed in that space. Great. So what was first? Was a stock market, forex exchange or crypto? Because I know you're big in all three. Yeah. So, I mean, I, well, I've actually pulled back a little bit on the Forex markets for a number of reasons, um, which I'll, I'll, I'll divulge on a little bit more. But um, I started in, in Forex and I was scalping a lot. So I used to actually scalp on my mobile phone and I used to do it at work sometimes. I was a bit naughty, but then I used to like open some trades and I was making about eight grand a week, just scalping with my mobile phone at work, just in and out of the markets, making, making loads of cash um, like that. And uh, I found that a lot of fun and it is quite addictive and there's quite a lot of adrenaline and there's dopamine, you know, that you, you're getting such dopamine highs off of, off of doing that. And, but obviously you also take some big losses as well. You know, some weeks you do lose, you can lose eight grand a week, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so there's risks to it. But what I did was I, f- I first set out with a strategy and I gave myself like a demo account and I turned a demo account of $10,000 into a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days. So after I, I really fine-tuned my skills and had made hundreds of trades at that point, I was like, okay, now, now it's time to start with some real money and then, you know, cracked on and started making some good money. So that was, um, that's how I basically started in, in Forex. In Forex. What was next? Stock market? So then after that, yeah, I then jumped into, into stocks. Um, stocks, I, had, I have a love-hate relationship with stocks. Oh, my goodness. I made so much money with stocks and then lost so much money with stocks. Um, but it, it, it really, I think it's the, I, I, you know, stocks shouldn't be traded. I kind of believe that you shouldn't trade stocks. You should, you should set and forget them because if you, if you have a set and forget mentality, you're generally going to win. Now, having said that the market's changed a lot. Mm. So, uh, with Forex right now, Forex, you have a lot of high frequency trading, which where the banks are making millions of transactions every second. You know, and then you, you, they suck all the liquidity out of the market, and so the, it takes a lot more for you to trade with um, with momentum in in the forex market. So actually, forex markets uh, require you to be a lot more skilled, and they actually take more losses now. So, um, and I've done all everything in, in forex. There's nothing you can tell me about forex. I've done every trading robot. I've programmed trading robots. I've done everything. So, um, you know, but forex for for me personally, I think forex is something I'm trying to get away from. Even though, although I have um, attracted a, a lot of investment from from uh, clients and made people a lot of money, uh, I've decided to sort of distance myself from it because of the the major changes in the banking systems. Um, with stocks, I found that uh, because of the the rise in inflation, especially because most stocks, you know, the S and P five hundred and all the others U.S. stocks, they are actually becoming less profitable because mm. of the fact that inflation is rising. And stocks are growing at a slower pace, um, which means that inflation means that what you think you're making in the stock market, you're not actually making because of the, the amount that inflation has increased. So you, your, your stocks are not as valuable as you think they are. And so I've, I, what I've done is I've created a little strategy. I'm happy to give everyone my secret. Um, but what I do is uh, I, I actually I, I look for, uh, this may not be a, a very well-known, or it may be a well-known strategy for some, but if you haven't looked into stock markets in this way, you probably, you'll learn something today. Um, but if you take like Yahoo Finance as an example, what I will do is I will go on to, let's say the AIM 100, or I'll go on to a couple of different 
uh, portfolios that are on the markets. And I will start to look for stocks that are at really low price, mm. really low price point, because it means that they can range. They've got a lot of room to grow. And then I'll look at the underlying value of that stock. So Yahoo Finance, you could jump on there. Um, Hargreaves Lansdowne is a great broker. I use that one for all my kids' portfolios and everything, and they, they've done really well. And what I would do is I would basically uh, search in there for stocks that are of fairly low price, um, and then I would go and research those stocks to make sure that those stocks are uh, you know, they've got like a really strong underlying value. I'll give you an example. One stock I'm holding right now, and I've got all my kids invested in it, I'm invested in it very heavily, is um, Helium One. Helium One. Now, if you know all the space programs that are going on around the world, China, Russia, USA, um, and you look at MRI, which is all the scans, MRI scans, it all there are about 16 major technologies that use helium. And helium is a really scarce resource right now. So there's a huge demand for helium um, and there's a, a huge undersupply of helium. So what these guys have done, Helium One recently came onto the London Stock Exchange. And so I heard about them, you know, giving, you know, announcing their initial public offering, the IPO. And so when I heard they were IPOing, I started to look into them and I realized that Tanzania, where, they, where they're currently drilling, there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of gas in that region. And so these guys are very, very smart, got a great team, very, you know, great professionals on site. And uh, when I heard that they were starting to drill in, in February this year, 2021, I just knew these guys are going to strike something big. And they, they initially came onto the stock market at LSE at about four, four pounds a share mm -hmm. and have, are now currently at 14 pounds per share. So if you'd got in at that time, you would have uh, 3X'd your, your money, whatever, whatever you put in 300%, you would have been 300% up like I am. So, um, you know, all, I love it because uh, you know, some of it I play with in, in, some, in some respects, in some ways, uh, you know, I just enjoy the game, you know, in a way of finding these these stocks and then you know, just thinking about it from a practical point of view, what does the world need right now? Is it going to be valuable? Yeah. And then using your guts and your intuition to kind of, now, is this actually something that's going to impact and, and be a big benefit to the world? If, if you can answer these questions and then go onto the stock exchange, find some stocks that are not too uh, heavily priced. I'll give you another one that I did, which was PAF, um, the ticker called PAF, which is um, Pan-African Gold. So just when gold started to hit 1800s and was going to 2000, um, around that time I was I started looking at gold stocks and I was thinking I've got to find something. It's got to be something here. When I got to PAF and I went onto Yahoo Finance and I looked them up and I started to look at their assets. I started to look at the, the liabilities. I looked at how much cash they've got right now in the bank. I started to look at a number of these uh, these factors and I noticed these guys were cash rich, um, had paid off all of their assets. And they were mining for gold and in South Africa. And I just knew they're going to get a great, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to soar. And so I bought in at uh, 10 pounds and it went to 25, uh, 25 pounds. Wow. So um, yeah, massive, massive uh, return on investment there. So I was very happy about that again. So yeah, you know, it's, it's just looking at things practically, looking at the overall sentiment in the market. Where is the stock market going right now? Um, understanding that you know the the value of gold, seeing seeing where people are, you know where people are, um, where where is the attention right now in the world? If you can answer that, and then go to the stock market, find something, um, you know, then you you're going to probably be in the money. Well, as you know, I'm very big in bullion and precious metals. So as we talk in stock, right. would you advise the listeners to look at mining uh, companies uh, and holding the stocks like you know gold, silver, cobalt? maybe nickel, platinum, you know, this sort of uh, mining companies, uh, obviously copper is always needed. So as the stock, because we could say that most of the stocks on the market are well overpriced and they are in the bubble. But um, what if you are looking at commodities for that stocks? Because if anything goes, we know that metal always goes up. Would you, would you advise the listeners to look more into commodities or just general stock anyway? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great question because I see a shift in the markets right now away from uh, the 
away from gold and more into silver. Because, and silver is overtaking gold percentage-wise in growth. And so, and there's actually more functions, for, more functionality for silver than there are for gold. So um, you can see silver really rockets, I think, over the next five to 10 years. So if you're looking to make an investment, silver is going to be a good one to get into um, now already because it's taken a bit of a dip. If you look at the, the overall charts, the 20-year chart on um, if you look at the gold chart specifically, you'll notice there's a bit of a basin and then there's a rise and then there's another basin. And we're currently sitting at the peak of that of the second basin in this decade, which means that um, we're probably likely to, to really rock it up again. So I think gold is probably still on an uptrend. Mm. Um, and I think it's still a good hold for the next 10 years. Having said that, I think there are other competing markets that are coming in right now, like crypto, that are absorbing a lot of interest from, and a lot of cash out of the markets as well. So right now, crypto is worth $2 trillion, and it trades with about, I, th I think it's half a trillion every single day is traded in the crypto market. Now, that's huge if you consider the entire Forex market, the entire global currency market right now is trading around, I think it's like eight to nine trillion, I think every single day. And uh, well, I, I, th I believe it was six trillion recently, uh, but I think it's gone up a little bit. Anyway, the point is that, you know, you're starting to see liquidity being pulled out of Forex, you're starting to see liquidity pulled out of gold um, because of the, uh, because gold is just a currency. If you think about it, at the end of the day, it is a currency like any other currency. So it, yes, it stood the test of time and it probably will carry on staying the test of time. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Um, it's just depend on, depends on what your, your strategy is long-term. Are you looking for a short-term strategy, which I think is 100% is going to be crypto. Um, if you're looking for a long-term strategy, I definitely think it's gold and I think it's silver even more so. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the overall overall sentiment comes down to the risk that you, you're willing to take. Um, it comes down to, you know, what interests you really. Well, I suppose, you know, if, you, if you've been trading for so long and you already touched crypto, so are you investing in crypto at the moment? Are you a passive investor or are you an active investor? And what could you tell us about crypto? <laughs> yeah, it's a great. It's great. I mean, I don't want to delve into the, you know, what is a decentralized ledger um, or anything like that at this point in time. I don't think that's going to be much value to anyone. But we, we are right now starting a, a, a course on it to explain to people what is crypto and give them a bit more knowledge on that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the key thing here is people have lost trust in government because governments control currency and the governments have proven that they are liars They've proven that they are, um, you know, not not standing for the people. And so cryptocurrency is a rise of people saying, well, we don't trust the government anymore. And um, and so, you know, I have, I've, you know, I don't particularly take a, a strong stance on any of that. I'm more looking for the opportunities in the market where I'm going to get, you know, 20% in, in five days uh, on my portfolio. I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not, not really concerned about the rest. Um, but what what I'm looking for is is where are the, where are the big gainers over the next five years? Where are the big gainers, and where are the the market shifting, you know, cryptos? And so that's kind of what we focus on, and then we and we help people basically do that, mm. is to to find those 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 winners, um, and then also to buy buy the cryptos half price before they're accessible to the rest of the market. So that when when they come onto the market, they they usually pump two, three hundred, four hundred percent, sometimes up to a thousand percent, and then we we sell them off and we make some really good money on that. So that's really where where we spend a lot of our time now is is finding those 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 uh, those big the big movers. Great, great. So so is crypto now your thing? Is is it is it eighty percent of your time on crypto now, or you still in? I mean, you already said that you already said that you yeah. would like to stay away a bit more from forex. Are you still in in stock market uh, and still trading, or now most of the time is crypto? Well, now now I mean the stocks that I've got now, I'm I'm very 
very selective. I've, I've bought in and I just sit and forget. For me, it's I sit and forget for the Forex. I've paused all of it, all my Forex stuff, all my clients, everybody. I've just paused it all because I don't see, I, I can't see a clear movement, uh, you know, clear trends in the market right now that are um, worthwhile investing into. Even although there's still strategies that will work, I just don't like the, the Forex sentiment right now. Um, so cryptocurrency is definitely my focus. Yeah, we're spending 80% of our energy there. But what, we, what's, what I'm really excited about, and what I'm really, really excited about, and you can see I get a grin on my face straight away, is helping businesses become crypto ready. Okay. Because how many businesses are sitting out there right now with a bunch of cash in the bank, and yet they've got, it just sits there and it's not invested. So what we're now uh, doing, our next phase of what we're releasing soon, which is actually, we did a major strategy session about a week ago, and we just talked about, okay, so what do we need to do like to get businesses crypto ready and to get them over the line, get them their own ecosystems of investment. So imagine somebody comes to pay with fiat money, they have come to pay with pounds or dollars or whatever it is, and then... They, once they transact with you, it instantly pays you in, in a crypto of your choice. And then after it pays you a crypto of your choice, that crypto is immediately invested into a, a dividend or fund within a crypto environment, which is now earning you an, an additional 10% AP, APY on your money, annual percentage. Uh, um, so yeah, annual percentage yearly. So this, the, this APY is going to now earn you an additional 10% on your money as a business. It's fantastic. So we're, we're teaching businesses now how to actually go to that level where the business is now crypto ready and uh, you know converting completely into crypto where they can start really making some significant money. And, uh, and, and really, at the end of the day, it's about helping people you know, become uh, financially free and be able to enjoy their lives, you know? not uh, spending their lives behind computers or you know, living, living hand-to-mouth or you know, struggling with their finances, um, but really to be free from that and then having a system that's working and making you more money. And that's, that's where really the passion that we have is to help people do that. And that's what the company created with your business partners. What's the right, company so name? It's called uh, CryptoWealth.Capital. So it's, and uh, we've, we started pretty recent. It was only about, a, about two weeks ago now that we started. And it, my, my business partner, Sean, he's, he's a crypto guru. He's, he's basically written entire directories all about different cryptos. He's written books. He's written all kinds of materials. And uh, he's really the mastermind behind understanding what makes that crypto valuable. My job is really on the technical analysis side where I understand charts, I understand the movements in the market, I understand all the technicals. And so my strength comes in where I add the, the weight is in the technical department, he brings the fundamental department and together we, we you know, assess uh, the stocks together and all the cryptos and then we uh, obviously release them onto our platform so that the, the buyers guys in, the, in, in our groups, private uh, Facebook groups and various other groups can then just you know, benefit from those. Well, I've followed you for many years in, in, in the Forex stock market and cryptos. I've got no doubt about it that it's going to go to the moon. As, it, as they say, the one direction is going to moon. <laughs> so great, great. I'm really happy for you. And um, you mentioned you are the charts guy and stuff. Can you share something for us so people on YouTube channel can can see what you actually do? And I know you're very excited about what you do. Um, it would be great to see actually in, in, in real life what, what can you tell us or you know, analyze on front of us. Ah, okay. So do you have a particular currency pay or something in Forex that you're interested in? Anything really. To be honest, I mean, uh, you have a few few big ones, isn't it? Like Bitcoin and uh, Polkadot, or, or whatever you 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 really want to do it. What what makes you excited in the market right now? Um, yeah, so I think I think what gets me excited is looking at the the cryptos that are going to have an immediate impact on society. So that's the way we're thinking. We're thinking, how do we buy cryptos that are going to really help bridge the gap between what we know is the real world now to the, the world of the future. And so we're looking for cryptos that are going to help make that transition fast, um, help make those, that transition cheap, because crypto is not cheap. 
when you transact with crypto, it's expensive and there's fuel costs and there's things like that that you have to pay for. So how, how do we make it fast? How do we make it cheap? And then how do we make it accessible? And so for us, um, we, we analyze everything on that, on those three criteria. So one of the, sto- one of the cryptos that we really like right now is uh, XLM and it's, uh, it's called Stellar. And Stellar is a absolutely amazing crypto because it is transitioning and recently was just given the sort of the the backing of Stripe. So if you know Stripe is a a huge payment processor all around the world and Stripe have now recently, you know, awarded them the, the, the partnership with them to be able to help transition fiat currency into crypto. So for us, we're looking at XLM as a big mover in the in the near future. It's also quite a fast transacting crypto, so it means that it's it's going to be pretty good on the network. It means that you know when you go to pay for something, you don't have to wait five minutes for it to to uh, go through on the on the system, which Bitcoin is is very much like that. It's a very it's a behemoth and it moves very very slowly. So, you know, with XLM is going to be a great one. Um, another one that's really great is uh, we love Neo. Neo is a great one. It's been trending recently. It's it's gone up, I think, probably close to a thousand percent in the last month. So it, it's really pumped. But that's that's an amazing technology where they're starting to transition HTML world into crypto, um, and that's going to be absolutely massive. You can just imagine how big the internet is right now. Now transitioning the internet onto crypto networks is going to be. It is just phenomenal, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be the true transitionary point for for um, you know crypto being brought into daily life. I would say, especially with us being in an in information and digital world right now. So we love those two. Uh, those are definitely we're heavily invested into into those two at the moment, and uh, looking to buy the dips. So every time it dips, we buy and dips it. But we buy because it's just going to skyrocket. And I would say um, the third stable coin, which is also a DeFi coin, which you call DeFi, which is uh, decentralized finance, the uh, X is XRP. Now XRP is looking for a sharp downward move at the moment, so it's not something you want to buy right away. But whenever this podcast is released, maybe if, if it's in three weeks or a month's time, maybe uh, it probably you, if you catch it at around twenty cents, around thirty to, to twenty cents to thirty cents. Currently trading at about uh, $1.30 at the moment, but wait for it to drop right down and then buy it because it is um, and what we call a stable coin as well. It's a it's a very large coin. It has a lot of backing, has a lot, many billions invested into it. So it's a quite a stable one. Um, and it's also one of the fastest transacting on the network. Mm-hmm. And so it is actually probably the fastest on the network. And then very closely run by that is, is, a, is a coin called Nano. And Nano is fee-less, so it doesn't cost anything. And it's also very, very fast. So I think uh, those are some of our uh, top hitters, I, I would say, over the next um, coming months. And we're looking to sort of keep investing more into those. Great. And what would you say, because there's a many, many of uh, crypto projects that open and then completely collapse, what would be the effect of and why do they, they collapse? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. It's like anything in life, really. Uh, you have the Amazon of the world that's shutting down small businesses, and when certain cryptos develop faster than others, they 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 get adopted into the market faster than others, and so because of that, it just the you have the early adopters that come in right at the beginning, then you have the the me- medium adopters or the middle adopters, which is where seventy five percent of people are. It's pretty much around the so. Uh, and then you have the late adopters. Now, the where a lot of these cryptos are now entering the second decade. They've been running for just over ten years, and now they're starting to enter that second decade. So now you're starting to see the the middle adopters now jumping on board, and that's where you're going to have massive volume. And it's going to be the, the 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 cryptos that are well established have a lot of have gone through multiple phases in their techno technological advancements. These are the types of cryptos that you can you can expect to just get bigger and bigger and bigger and and amass more and more of the of the market's wealth, and so the rest will just start to fade away, and uh, and so yeah, it's it's important to it's definitely important to factor in. Don't just buy uh, you know an old coin because it looks cheap and because it's you think it's going to be be something in the future. 
you know, you have to also assess the the current movement in the market and where people are putting the cash because you want to you want to move with the whales, as they say. You know, you want to swim with the whales. And where are the whales going? The whales are going where you can see the big moves on the charts, where you can see the big, the big, uh, you know, increases in percentage and those types of things. So you want to kind of catch the catch the wave. If you're if you're starting out with a little bit of money, you don't really have a lot. Maybe you've got 10k or maybe you're around 50k or whatever it might be. Catch, find the whales and catch them, and then just ride them up, and then you know take your profits. Then wait for it to pull back. These markets are designed to to go up and then to come down. As soon as it goes up, take your profits. When it wait for it to come down twenty percent, because generally the crypto market operates at around about um, about a twenty to thirty percent gain. So if you catch it at when it's gone to five percent gain, you jump in, ride it to for a fifteen percent increase, sell off, wait for it to, to dip ten percent, buy in again, and just take it up again. So uh, obviously, base that on based on that or on your on the utility of the crypto mm-hmm. its functionality and its and its uh, impact on the current markets and its adoption into the market what would you advise someone in starting trading now it doesn't matter if it's forex stock or crypto i mean you well experienced uh, trader now in all three investment strategies what would you say if someone wanted to start tomorrow I would be boring, and I would say you gotta you gotta make sure that your 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 risk assessment your your you know your risk management is right, because what happens is when you jump into the markets now you, you may think, well I'll you know I'll open up a big trade and then make some big wins quickly, but that just isn't the case, and you will lose. And so um, always stick to a one to one risk reward ratio. So if you're looking to make a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds or whatever, um, make sure that you only risk a hundred pounds. And and so you know, make sure you're diligent with that. If you if you if you made a mistake and you you know, and then you take the loss, but you don't don't let your stop losses ride, don't just let the, the chart move. In, in a ranging move. If you made a mistake, you made a mistake. Always risk only 1% of your account on any given trade. That's the second key is, so if you have a, you know, if you have a 10,000 pound account, don't put more than 1% of your account into a single trade, it's about a hundred, right? So if you're gonna put, um, uh, you know, make sure that you just don't put more than that into, into the market, especially if you're trading with leverage in, in the Forex market. So if you're trading with a hundred to one, just be careful of that. Um, and I would say, then the last thing I'd say is go for a long-term strategy with Forex, not a short-term strategy. Use what they call top-down analysis, which is um, start with a weekly chart, look at a daily chart, and then, and, then, and then make your assessments based on that. See where the markets go, the decisions where the markets is moving, and then take a direction and stay with that direction for as long as possible. And then that would make you a lot less stressful. You'll pay a lot less fees um, and you'll end up making more money, guaranteed. And, uh, and so that's, 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 major, that's a major way to, to help in Forex. With stocks, as I said earlier, um, find the, the, the stocks that are going to IPO. See the, what's the current supply and what's the current demand on the market. Um, and then the cryptos, it's what's, what's the utility like? And don't be too aggressive in the markets. You know, mm. make sure that you you you're not risking money. You're not willing to lose. And then obviously, because it, it can move. And don't don't uh, don't get FOMO, which is obviously fear of missing out. You know, if you see something pumping, don't just assume it's going to keep pumping. It can pull back. I like to be a pullback trader. What you call a pullback trader. I wait for it to range and then I wait for it to pull back and then I buy in because I know it's going to it's spring loading for a next for a next jump. And so um, the trend is your friend. That's the other that's the other that's the last thing I would say is just find the trend is it moving up or is it going down? Choose a choose a direction and then follow the trend and then that's and that's definitely the best way right now to to make sure that you 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 know make some significant gains. Great. What was your biggest challenges in business? Biggest challenge in business. Wow. I think it's always people. (laughs) (laughs) There's always hard characters out there, isn't there? It's people. People are always the hardest thing uh, to deal with because they have opinions. 
you know, they have what they want, they do what they want to do that. And, you know, it's always, um, at the end of the day, you're always trying to find a way to work with someone. And that's, I think, you know, egos, you have people with egos, you have people that are, are powerless, people that feel like you owe them something. It's just, you know, it's just dealing with different characters and people, I think is probably the hardest thing. Uh, in in business, especially if you want to start leveraging other people's money and you want to start, you know, making big advances, you need to just work with more people because people make money. It's not, you know, and you just can't get away from it. So I think people people has been the toughest one. What about you? What do you think? Well, as you know, we've have got many services uh, businesses that provide services, and people is the biggest biggest challenge. You know, you cannot just be a boss; you have to be a leader. Uh, and somehow you have to overcome the obstacle of motivating every single one. And each individual, uh, you know, uh, employee or person that is involved in the project with you is in a different level of motivation. So you need to find a way to get to them, to, 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 the, to the vision that you have. And, and as you know, 99.9% of people that are involved in the projects and the businesses you are, they don't have the same vision as you. So you somehow have to, somehow you, you have to convince them almost to have similar, similar or the same vision, which is really, really hard because as you know, we are humans and, and life can trip at any time. And it's, it's, it's the same with us, you know, um, we, we had it all sorted and then suddenly we had to let the full-time help go and we turn into turmoil. So, so it, you know, yeah. it's life, it's life. But yeah, yes. it's, it's definitely motivating people to, to the same vision that you have. Absolutely. I totally agree. Great. So let's change, um, let's change a bit. Um, we've, talk, we've talked about the investing strategies that you did. You already told us how you're earning money from those investing strategies. What about your lifestyle? So we know you are financially free. You pretty much can afford half of the globe now. What is the lifestyle for David? Not quite, not quite. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, right. I am a bit of a workaholic, so I do work a lot. And I, I find that it's always about time. You know, we're all, all racing. We're actually all trying to win back more time. That's ultimately what we want is time. So I spend a lot of my time working hard now because I'm still in, you know, my mid thirties, like you, I believe, you know, we're, you know, still at that. And I think we've got a lot of energy right now. So I, I feel like working hard now is important. And then later it'll be a lot of play. So you've got to pay now to play later. And that's kind of um, what I, the way I see things. So although, uh, you know, I, It'd be nice to have the Lamborghinis and all of that, but in in my mind, I'm I'm very focused, you know, because I'm trying to build multiple businesses and I have a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of situations I've got to deal with all the time, and I kind of feel like I I um, and also come from a family that are very entrepreneurial, you know, they build businesses, they've done a lot of that type of thing, so I think it's just wired inside of me. I get a lot of energy, a lot of excitement from that. Obviously, I have three kids, I have a family, we go on holidays. And most times when we go on holidays, it's, it's, uh, it's in forests where we'll go to like beautiful um, log cabins in forests that have, you know, hot tubs outdoors and beautiful, you know, we'll just, it, we just love the cycling and the, the running and the, you know, going into nature as much as possible because we, I spend a lot of my time in, in front mm. of computers and uh, charts and different types of things. So, yeah, I, I mean, for us, it's, we, we have a pretty, Obviously, we have a very great, have a great life. My wife hasn't had to work for the last eleven years. You know, since we came to this country, uh, although she did have a little bit of nanny work in the beginning when we first started out, and um, we just made a decision she wasn't going to work, so she's never had to work a day, you know, in her life pretty much, which is great. And um, our kids get the best education that the world could ever ask for, you know. And we we have such a beautiful family life. So a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. And I, I really think that that is where the real wealth is. It's not necessarily the money, but it is, it's, the, it's the amount of time I get to spend with my family. And I spend a lot of time with them, a lot. 
and I'm generally the human jungle gym at home. <laughs> Whenever I'm not working, I'm, I'm being climbed on by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's memories yeah. that no one can take away from you, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm glad we had our kids young as well, you know. So, we've, we've, you know, that I think has been a great, a great thing to do as well. Yeah. So I'm very happy. You've got lots of energy. We go for cycles together, go running, go swimming. We do all kinds of stuff together. So we have a, we have a great life. Great. And what books inspired you? Ooh, that's a good one. Gosh. Um, I like some of the books that Bob Proctor's written. I like some of the, I, I obviously, um, I, I am a Christian, so I love the Bible. Like the Bible is full of great wisdom. Um, I love, uh, you know, there's a couple of books that I read recently by a guy named Andrew Womack. He wrote, talked about visualization, talking about seeing, you're seeing the future, seeing yourself in your, in your new reality. Like, where are you going? Like, where's your life going? Um, so I've, I've listened, I've listened to, I mainly listen to my books. I don't read as much. I do a lot of audibles and then I'll get on my bicycle in the morning and I'll go for a six, seven mile cycle and just put an audible book on and just listen it at 1.5 X speed and, you know, and, and get the gets, I get my books in. So I don't always necessarily remember the names or the titles of the books, um, but I just, yeah, I just get loads of information in uh, every day. So that's kind of my, my routine. But yeah, I, I can't say exactly uh, some, it's a rattle off any names right now. Mm. No, it's, it's cool. Um, that was my next question, actually. What is your daily routine? <laughs> yeah, so, in the, I, so I try my best. I'm actually, I'm trying to, I'm trying to become a vegan. That's very oh. hard. Very hard. I don't realize it's very, very hard because I love meat. Um, but I'm, I want to, I know that I, I might, at my best, when I'm not eating meat. And so, and that's just a personal thing. It might just be my blood type or whatever. Mm. Uh, but I've noticed that I swim faster at, in the pool. So I'm in a competition pool with other um, swimmers and I outswim them by like 10 laps at least when I'm, when I'm at the gym. So I know that uh, when I don't eat meat, I'm actually, uh, my body performs a lot, lot better. So my routine looks like I have a shake in the morning and I generally, when I wake up, I first I down a glass of water first thing in the morning, and then I, I have my shake, and then I'll do like some some meditation type stuff, um, in the morning, and then just get myself into into the right space, and then I make sure that you know the kids are eating at that time, and we're all just relaxing, and then I'll get onto the charts first thing in the morning because that's the best time to trade is in the when Europe op opens up around six a.m. in the morning to seven a.m. on the forex. So I'll jump in the charts and I'll start to see if there's any, some, some big moves for me. So to jump in on. And, um, and then after that, uh, I can pretty much relax for, for half a day. And then when, when the U S opens up, I start meeting some business partners in the U S. So around about, uh, around about 12 o'clock in the, in the midday. And then I'll work for about two, two hours, three hours on that. And then I'll jump into the crypto stuff. So then I'll spend family time, be a lot of family time. And then uh, in the evening, I spend a lot of time in, in crypto and um, just business building, building that business. Great. And um, do you teach your kids about investments already or are you still holding back from your knowledge? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. And I, 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 I do teach my kids. So um I often ask them, I say, would you, would you like to have a factory that makes bicycles or quad bikes or something like that? Or would you have a quad bike? And um, I, I often throw questions at them like that. They don't really get it just yet. And then my seven-year-old is starting to catch on. Yeah. Um, but, and he now says the right things. He says, I want the factory. I want the factory. So I'm like, yes, exactly. And then, so I'm, I'm starting to teach him that. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying not to impose what I like onto them. So I try and sift out, okay, what are they passionate about? And then help them to, to be, uh, you know, catch up with, um, let's say, for example, my son, he loves books and he loves writing books. So I'm helping him to build his own Amazon account so that he can then go and actually release his first child book. So mm. as I, I say to him, okay, go and speak to your friends, ask all your friends, uh, would you buy my book for one pound each? Would you buy my book if I released a book about 
the green crow. He's got this story about this, like uh, the green crow. So he goes, uh, so he's now going to go to his friends and start, you know, asking them, you know, would you buy my book? And then as so I'm teaching him how to do marketing, how to release a product, sell a product before you even release it. And, and then to actually then build the back end for that is very easy. You know, finding people on fiverr.com, you know, who will, yeah. who will, you know, build, basically build the illustrations and the books and everything for him so that he just needs to put a little bit of cash in. And, and, you know, so I teach him about his own portfolio. So I show him his stocks. I show them how their money's doing. And I show them, you know, I say to them, listen, this is all your money here. And, uh, and then I explain to them, you know, you could use this money to, to buy things or you could use it to invest into a business. So yeah, we, we do things like that. It's not, it's not heavy, but it, you know, they don't really get most of it sometimes, but, uh, they, they are starting to catch on slowly. They listen. They listen. I completely resonate with you. I'm the same. Um, my son, my oldest son is a bit, bit younger. He's four. He's going to be five in June. And we the same. He says, oh, I want to be a pilot. I always say, why do you want to be a pilot when we can buy a Boeing company and make lots of planes? <laughs> so he's now Great. starting to, to catch, catch why would I want to be a pilot when I can have many, many planes, which I made myself. So. Definitely, definitely programming Fantastic. kids, kids ages is huge for us as well. And like, like you said, not heavy, just plant the seed and explain and explain because they listen. They don't understand, but they do listen. Okay, so what's David uh, live in five, ten years time? Ooh, great question. I have uh, a number of funds that I want to set up. And to start a fund is, is, as you know, it's got a lot of regulatory sort of requirements and things. So yeah, there's, I think I would ideally like to have a good few million in crypto just coming in from uh, external sources. You know, I want to start building a, a really large crypto fund. I'd like to also create uh, a number of, I'd like to have at least um, 2,000, maybe 2,000 businesses that we've helped with they're you know, converting completely to crypto and investing all their you know extra cash into into crypto. Um, yeah, I think in five years from now, my kids are going to be at a, at a stage where they they probably need me more. So I want to be able to truly be free from working in you know from like doing any type of uh, work myself and just manage stuff through my teams. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where my focus in five years from now just be to be able to be completely free from everything, just to just invest in my kids and, and live life with them, really. Great. Two more questions before we go to quick fire round. Um, top tips for success? Top tips for success? <laughs> I think we've given a lot of them today already. <laughs> um, I, think, uh, I, I, I think it's... Three short ones. Give us three short ones. Oh, gosh. Um... I would say, I'd say just be healthy, be healthy. Like that's a top tip. I know it sounds so silly and you think, well, I, I can, I can neglect my body, but don't neglect your body. Look after your body. Make sure you have faith. You have a faith. You believe in something. People with faith survived uh, world wars and came out the other side mentally okay. So, you know, you can face a lot more in life with faith. Um, and I would say that the, the third tip would just be, uh, don't be afraid because fear will lead you to, to loss. Don't be afraid because fear will lead you to loss. But, you know, uh, your top tip would be if, if an opportunity comes your way any, it doesn't matter what it looks like, whether you have the qualifications for it or don't have the qualifications for it, doesn't matter. Does it doesn't matter at all. You, you can always grow and learn the, into whatever it is that's coming your way. And so I would say take every big opportunity, any opportunity that comes your way, just take it. Be, uh, take massive action, basically. And you will, every single time, you'll just find the doors keep opening and you go higher and higher. Okay. And what can you share that no one knows about David? Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So I... Uh, I actually came 10th in South Africa for chess and I also came fourth in South Africa for rowing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so I was, I was quite into my sport and quite into my chess stuff. So it's a, it's a random one and it's a bit nerdy, 
but uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. I I did well. Um, I play a little bit of chess every now and then. I get quite addicted to it, so I can't actually play too much. And I literally will play till like one in the morning. Sometimes, uh, you know, I I can literally just play and play and play chess without ending. I I think I played six hundred games of chess in the span of like five days or something silly. My Ooh. wife thought I went nuts. I was just literally <laughs> on my phone all day playing these blitz games of chess against people in Russia and all, all over the world. <laughs> so, yeah, so I absolutely yeah. love it. I think nerdy, you mentioned, you mentioned nerdy. I think nerdy is a cool, cool stuff now. We are in information age, digital age. You know, nerdy became yeah. cool now. No, it's not like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to leave a legacy after after you passed away? Oh man, that's a great that's also another great question. You know, I don't think I'm at the age where legacy matters yet. Mm. I think we'll get there. I think when people reach their fifties and sixties, legacy becomes everything you focus on. Um so right now I can't say that that's like a focus for me. I uh I, I think I want to more importantly just spend time in relationships. I don't want my I don't want anything to come between my, my family and the relationships I have with them. So I think for me legacy is a family and and relationships. Right. Great. Great. Thank you. So we're gonna move to quick fire round. I'm gonna <laughs> just I don't have any questions. I'm just gonna come up with just fun, fun, you know, uh, quick fire round. Uh, South Africa or UK? Uh, definitely UK. Okay. Uh, social drinker or wine drinker? Oh, definitely wine drinker. Okay. Um, do you have a wine every night or just a sneaky weekend one? Uh, I, I'll, I'll mostly weekends. Mostly weekends. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> any hobbies? Ooh, um, I do love playing golf. I do love going to the driving range and just doing that. And so I would say, I don't know if that's considered a hobby, but yeah, I would, I'd say probably playing golf is, is something I really enjoy doing just because it's so social and you get to walk outside and be out in green areas, you know, and just have fun. So um, except when the ball goes in the wrong place, lands in a bush somewhere, <laughs> you have to go hunting for your <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. I love, um, I love any outdoor, any sort of out, anything to do with outdoors, really just, uh, great. Brilliant. Uh, last one camping or, uh, log staying. What is that? What's the second one you said there? Camping or you prefer, like you mentioned before, forest staying in the lodges. Oh yeah, definitely in a lodge, man. I, I, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I personally, you know, I'm just all for luxury outdoors. You know, if if there's something luxury outdoors, I'm definitely going there. I don't, I think camping is completely overrated. I've done quite a lot of it, and I did a lot of, I've done um, work in Mozambique in different places, and I've lived and camped out in the bushes and. Completely overrated, in my opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely go the the glamping. They call it glamping, right? Yeah, the they do, glamour yeah. camping. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Great. And uh, when can all the listeners reach out to you? When can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you can reach out to to me on in a different a number of different ways. I think the first one is uh, cryptowealth.capital. www.cryptowealth.capital. Uh, that is our right now it's, it's one of the main ways that you can reach out to us and and get on top of a number of things we're doing there we can help you out with whatever if you reach out to us at admin at um, cryptowealth.capital we'll be able to help you out with your forex stocks and crypto you know specifically for people that listen to your broadcast if they say that they listen to the broadcast and they approach us we'll help them with those bits and also give them all the top uh, stock picks forex picks as well as uh, crypto picks so that We'll be happy to help them just to, um, you know, boost uh, your channel as well. And, uh, and then, yeah, just to email us, admin at CryptoWealth.Capital. And we'll get, we'll get, you know, we'll pick up all those emails. We pick them up once a week and uh, I'll start feed them to us. And then we'll, you know, we'll respond back and, and see what way we can help you really. If, it's, if you're looking to grow your business uh, in, and to transition your business into crypto, uh, we'd be happy to help you out with that. 
um, we have a number of different packages to help you wherever you're at as a business. So um, don't feel like it's going to be too expensive. If, if that's a worry for you, uh, we'll, we'll make a plan and uh, we, we're here to help people. So if we can help you and give back, we'd love to do that as well. Any particular um, social media you prefer using if they wanted to reach out to you through social media? Yeah, I mean, uh, we use Facebook a lot. Uh, we haven't actually really explored much of the Instagram. I know that sounds terrible, but uh, we we just we're so busy in in playing you know playing and and working with high ticket items that we don't really feel like the need to to go mass yet. But with the crypto wealth, we're definitely going to go to the mass market, and you can find us on social media. So if you search, um, I believe it's it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Cap, uh, crypto capital wealth, oh, crypto wealth capital. Excuse me. Yes. So I hope that makes sense. So yeah. it's facebook.com forward slash groups. We have a private group in, and it's called crypto wealth capital. So you can find us on Facebook and you can like our Facebook page, crypto wealth capital as well. Failing that they can reach out to the podcast, which is info at uh, investing and So uh, we will always contact them with David as well. David, you've been a great guest and it's a pleasure to have you as a friend. Thank you very much. And I hope we catch up soon. Likewise, man. It's great. Thank you for having me. No problem. Pure pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, remember to like and subscribe on your platform of choice. 